Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hootie hoo, this is George. Just wanted to check in and make sure everyone was feeling safe and heard. And also, more importantly, announce that we have three live shows coming up in November, if you can even believe that. And they are as follows. Our New York Comedy Festival show is at the Bell House on Wednesday, November 9th. Our Vulture Festival show in L.A., which will be our first ever L.A. show, is on Saturday, November 12th. And then we have one more L.A. show at the Elysian Theater on Monday, November 14th, which hasn't even been announced yet, but I'm telling you here now. And then at some point this week, the tickets will be available on the website. So you can buy tickets for all of those at the Bell House website, at the Vulture Festival website, and at the Elysian website later this week. They're not there now, but I promise I'm not making it up. Okay, bye. Okay, what? podcast starts okay. now. What's oh up, God. everybody? And welcome to Stradio Lab. Wow, to immediately start with an eye roll, Sam. <laughs> George, we need <laughs> this. I cannot believe this. I I said, I said, first of all, I did a little shoulder move, kind of my one of my classic choreo um moves. I said, Ooh, I've had too much coffee. And then I did a shoulder twer- a, a shoulder twist. What would you call it? Like a a shoulder a shimmy, side to side. almost shoulder shimmy. Yeah. And then you rolled your eyes and said, "Okay, let's start." <laughs> I think a huge point of um, disagreement is yeah. on our moods in the morning. Sure. You love the stuff. You are are so into it, and I'm at my most 
not loving the stuff in the morning, which is fine. I think that can be a beautiful mm. relationship. But I do think it shifts our dynamic. Whereas, you know, I think potentially um, canonically you would be the grumpy one. Um, yeah. You come in with this like peppy energy and it's like, and I'm like, so like, okay, we get it. And being like a bitch about it. Right. Well, you know, I think, and we'll talk about this a little more when we bring in our guests, but you know, our guest is also a colleague of mine today. And for us during the weekday, mornings mean a very specific thing, which is that we work in a kind of a breaking news newsroom. <laughs> and from 8.30 p.m., sometimes even earlier, through lunchtime, we are on the clock looking for the breaking news stories, seeing if Meghan Markle attended an event in Boston, seeing <laughs> if, you know, Ben Affleck... Uh, kind of left his apartment and wore a t-shirt. And so th so when in the weekend I have the morning free, it is, I mean, the world is my oyster. I can mm. go out and I can purchase an iced Americano. I can go into my kitchen and I can put cottage cheese on a piece of toast. These are things that I normally cannot do at, at you know, between the hours of 9 a.m. and 12 p.m. on a weekday. Sure, sure. And so I think, and I think part of why I've really started advocating for, for recording on... I would say brunch time on Sundays <laughs> is because I can kind of instill the the recording with a sense of um, just kind of careless or, or, or what's not carelessness. Um, Carefree. Joie de vivre. Carefreeness. Thank you. Yes. Joie de vivre. <laughs> Carefreeness. Yes. And so um, and I stand by it. And if you're in a bad mood, <laughs> I'll tell you this. I'm in such a good mood and I'm going to bring you right up to my level. <laughs> I don't know if that's how it works, but um, I love the idea. Wow. Shut down yet again. <laughs> I just think, I think it's a more of like a, it's like a slow warming up process. Like I mm -hmm. need like, um, I need to get there on my own and no one can, can get me there. Of course. Of course. And to be candid, you know, I went to bed early last night and woke up today at around 8.30, which is not normal for me on a weekend. So I'm I'm way ahead of you in that regard. You know, sure, if this sure. has been yesterday when I woke up hungover um, and kind of trying to stuff Tylenol down my throat, it would have been a, a different story. <laughs> um, speaking of your hungover, yeah. do you want to talk about this thing that happened to you, at, you know what? in your big NYC yeah. socialite lifestyle? You know what? I'm taking a risk. <laughs> I really am taking a risk by addressing this, and I hope that it pays off. I think it will. I think I think it will pay off in ways that we won't understand for a long time, but it will pay off. <laughs> I, I want to make it so clear. It's difficult because I feel like people assume people will assume I'm somehow being ironic or um, not earnest in my excitement about this. And I do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I, that's a fear. Yeah. But yeah, I think you just have to trust the audience and trust that they'll. Read your tone as sincere. Yes. And I also don't want to, what's the word? What do you do to privacy? Violate. Violate anyone's privacy. <laughs> what's that um, thing you what's do to thing? privacy? I can't, it's interesting. It's interesting that I'm actually so <laughs> awake and supposedly alert, and yet I can't think of normal English words. <laughs> Describing it as that is really fun, though. What's that thing that I always do to private? Violate. I always violate yeah. privacy. <laughs> so basically, long story short, on Friday night, I found myself at a birthday party in a bar in beautiful, sunny Brooklyn, New York. God, I love that place. And, and I met one Miss Allison Roman, and we had a full conversation. It touched on New York versus LA. It touched <laughs> on our experiences of the Bay Area. And there was one more thing we talked about that I, that I can't think of. <laughs> 
And, you know, again, I don't want to blow her spot because this was a this was a normal, friendly conversation. I did not I did not go into it as a fan. I did not go into it as a stan. I did not go into it as someone who has emailed her to be on our podcast. I went into it as a human and as a New Yorker and as a person who was also at this party. And that's all and, you can do. And the fact that I went into it, had the conversation, left. You know, she had other things to do. I had other things to do. We had other people to talk to. Mm. And I thought, should I address it on the pod in the hopes that someone who listens then tells her, you know, they really want you to go on the pod? Or would that be gauche? Would that be crossing a line? Would that be violating her privacy? Well, and I ultimately decided to speak out. I think it's important to speak out. And I think, as I always say, well-behaved podcasters rarely make history. Yeah. And I think it's important to make a splash. And I don't think, you know, it's sort of shoot your shot mentality. Like, yeah, you you just have to do it. But also, for, for context for people that don't know, this is a podcast about gay culture, but it's also a podcast about making a podcast. But it's also a podcast in which we talk about Alison Roman That's, once every yeah. three months. <laughs> once every three months, we talk about Alison Roman. Each time with more enthusiasm, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, a recent peak was when we went on a depending on who you ask, either gay or straight vacation, where <laughs> we basically made an entire meal of Allison Roman recipes, I would argue. Yeah. And it was your first time having one. I've, I, literally you saying the word Allison Roman on like episode three of this podcast was the first time I heard her name. And yeah. then that was my first time having any of her recipes. And, and I you was, had three at one. And I, <laughs> you had a dip, you had a potato salad, and you had... A different kind of salad that I, that is now escaping me. I was loving them; they were so good. Yeah. I was all in. So then I was like, "Well, finally, it's time. We got to get her on the pod, right?" So I can say thank and you. And I do think <laughs> she. And again, I don't want to project this on her, but in my mind, she is in an era of her public life, her career, where it actually would make sense to come on this pod. <laughs> That's how I feel. I think it would make complete sense. Yeah, I actually think. <laughs> What's difficult is that it's up to us to make the sell. Yeah, what would be good about coming on this particular podcast? Um, you know, listen, I think it's always good to let your hair down and prove that you have a sense of humor. She is working so hard releasing videos every Tuesday. She just made pizza. You know, what if she what if she has an opportunity to be on camera without having to create a recipe, without having to, you know, talk to her director off camera and say, oh, make sure to cut this part, make sure to add this part in, you know, just kind of be a guest for once, not a host. So you're saying she's using food as a crutch, and it's time <laughs> <laughs> to just <laughs> let the person. That is go. actually what I, that is actually what I'm saying. And thank you for putting it in such blunt terms, because to me it's like, uh, listen, why is it always about food with her? I it's so crazy. It's like she's obsessed with food in this way. It's like, is this really about the food? Yeah, and, and sometimes I'm like, wait a minute, why is she so obsessed with food and not with? analyzing straight culture that would be more relatable to me it's kind of something i also do in my day-to-day life that would be so deeply relatable and i think to many many people because food is like yeah some people do it but talking about straight culture for, for yeah a, sort of in a just what's the word with an ironic uh sense of detachment i think sure that's more relatable yeah and no one's really talking about things with an ironic sense of detachment <laughs> these days you need to what you need to she needs to get her ass up and work at having an ironic sense of detachment. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm actually I'm going to do a quick I'm going to do a quick uh, search of the comments in her latest YouTube video. Go on Trader Lab. Go on Trader Lab. Go on Trader Lab. Go on Trader Lab. Wow. Wow. 
That's amazing. And I actually, I'm looking at the profile pictures. It's people of all ages, all diverse, all walks of mm -hmm. life. It's interesting. Wow. Everyone actually is begging. Oh, wait. I'm reading the comments, too. Oh, my God. Everyone's yeah. posting their socioeconomic background. Oh, my, <laughs> oh God. my God. Is this, it diverse? It's extremely diverse. We have, like, really, really rich people and really, really poor people. It's amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is, And you know what I think is, like, each one of them has their own community. So if she comes on the podcast, then inevitably her audience will grow. All these people begging her to come on the pod that will then tell their friends to listen. I mean, it could actually kind of be the little, and you know, I heard she's in the process of promoting a new CNN show. Do you know what I would do if I were promoting a CNN show? What? Probably go on a hit podcast on Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network. <laughs> well. Do you know who I think would be a great person to weigh in on all of this? Our guest, potentially? Our guest. Oh. Can you believe? Okay. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here it comes. I'll say this. The fact that I get paid to read our guest's writing multiple times a day is one of the great joys of my life. And the and fact that it, I don't get paid to read our yeah. guest's writing <laughs> is one yeah. of and the... And you do it anyway. And I do it anyway. And it's just one of the great crimes of this century. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do think, you know, first of all, I think everyone who reads it should pay her, should Venmo her. Yeah. Venmo request. <laughs> Venmo request. <laughs> I'll give everyone a dollar. <laughs> so without further ado, please welcome world-renowned glamour girl, Claire Caracillo. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Am I the first guest you've ever had on that's a fan? No, that's a really presumptuous thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> many people. We've had many people on that are fans. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone's a huge fan. A uh, huge fan. Yeah, they. Everyone listens weekly. Everyone's like a big, big fan. No, we never have to explain the segments to any of our guests. Yeah, exactly. Whenever, whenever people, whenever people feel surprised or confused by the segments, we're always like, "Wow, good performance!" Yeah, this like, is acting. You did that so that it right. would, so that it would seem like you don't listen. Okay, yeah. I'll do that as like a callback in a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Okay, Claire, how do you think we can get Alison Roman on the pod? Well, here, I first have a clarifying question for you. Yeah. Did you see my dog's tail in the background there? Uh, yeah, but he's being such a good boy. Wow, I thought it was yeah, a cat, he's... to be honest. Wow. <laughs> I know, he's got sort of got that mentality to him. Um, my question is, when you approached Alison Roman at this birthday party, did you do any sort of acknowledging that you had already reached out to her or had the podcast people reach out to her? <laughs> this is a great so, did, question. Did, this, it's a great question. So, I mean, I have to say I have to really give a shout out to myself and, and pat myself on the back for being extremely natural throughout this whole. We, we just happened to be in the same group and I just like, you know, and and so I was like, oh, George, Allison, Allison. And then we just like had a normal conversation. It was about I didn't, L.A. I didn't, versus New York. Yeah. Like I didn't go up to her and tap her on the shoulder and say, like, you're Allison. Right. You know, it was it was natural. You know, George, this is where I'm worried that you are lacking in that killer instinct. You think so? I was going to say the same thing. I think Claire is making a genius point. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think yeah. you played it safe. I think you let fear take over. I think so too, George. Because so I thought I thought the opposite. I was like, I'm being so natural, and you know, it's all all in good time. You know, I think it actually would have been even more threatening uh, if I had if I had kind of grabbed her by the shoulders and said, "Did you see my email?" <laughs> uh, I just, you could have done it more tactfully. Yeah, I think there's a, there is a way to sort of um um. Yeah, I don't know how you would do it, but there's got to be a way to be like, 
This is crazy, but I host a podcast that we talk about you once every three months. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, I'm not sure if that's the right line either. <laughs> this is crazy, <laughs> but I've been like, we like make jokes about you all the time. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm sure she would love to hear that. You could just say you make her recipes all the time. Did you do that? Well, no, because I feel like that's what everyone Do you tell her about the gay straightfication? No. (laughs) (laughs) For all she knows, I have no idea who she was. Yeah, right. See, this is the hard thing about celebrities. This is the hard thing. (laughs) Because you do want to express to them, like, you don't want to be, because it also feels like lying to be like, pretending, like, I I feel like I'm being like manipulative and pretending I don't know them. Because it's like, I I know you. Like, but also, like, you don't want to like freak them out and have them like explain, like, you don't want to go to, into Q&A mode. Did you ask her what she did for a living? I did not ask her that, but but this reminds me of, do you remember, Sam, the incredible story that I told about someone I know who was at a dinner party with Sarah Bareilles, but oh. didn't recognize her, didn't know who she was. So he was like, so what do you do? She's like, I'm a musician. And he's like, and he also has like a, you know, he has like another career, but then he also plays guitar in his free time. And he's like, oh, me too. Like, we're like performing at this like venue, blah, blah. Where are you performing? And she was like, Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Uh, Whoa, that's crazy. That's also like the most classic sitcom setup in the book. Like, yeah, no one intervenes in time. Yeah, it's very yeah. Mary Me. But she, she's a, and... a gifted comedian. Yes, I would agree. She should yeah. tour with so, comedy. <laughs> I think so. Come on, Stradio. Allison or Sarah Bareilles. Sarah. Oh Sarah yeah. Bareilles. Oh right. No, I want to say Sarah's actually. I think she's using music as a crutch. <laughs> I... That's a good. You know what? Here's I'll say. Sarah Bareilles really, really, actually is an incredible, a gifted comedic performer. Yeah, you're a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. I'm actually, I would say, more of a fan of her comedic performing than her right. singing. Right. Oh, yeah. honey, I know. I get the Peacock login. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think she's great in girls, but I also think in Into the Woods, she was giving you like old timey comedy queen. Mm. Uh, explain. Like. The delivery of I can't remember the the exact lines, but it's like a line would be like, "Well, not that," you know, and and, and she would like really sell it in a way that an, the average Broadway musical performer just doesn't have those chops. You know, I, I, I guess I'll, I'll I'll guess I'll take the second shift. You know, yes. I, <laughs> it's sort of like a um, a rare talent you don't see much anymore. And no. like stonemasonry, there aren't a lot of people left to teach that kind of comedy. Mm. Yes, stonemasonry mm-hmm. and delivering comedic lines on mm-hmm. Broadway musicals are two dying forms. <laughs> I have a similar story of um, someone not recognizing a famous person. My friend was working at the Jane Hotel and Kristen Wiig was having a party to celebrate getting nominated for an Oscar for writing Bridesmaids, I think. And she, so there's like a big guest list and he's like checking people in at the door and Kristen Wiig comes to the door and is like, yeah, I'm like, it's my party. And he was like, what's your name? And her name was not on the list because it was her party. So she was like, it's Kristen Wiig. And he was like, yeah, sorry, you're not on the list. And like literally like held her at the door. And then like, (laughs) I think he like was not ever allowed to work like at an event again after that. Yeah. Wow. Well, you he's know, pure of this, heart. He's pure he of is heart. pure of heart. He yeah. literally yeah. did not heart. know who she was, and that was <laughs> impressive to me. I hope that he has l- learned since then and watched Bridesmaids. <laughs> I think he has learned who she is, at least. I don't know if he's watched Bridesmaids, but I'll check in on that. Well, step one. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
<laughs> he was fired for not supporting women in comedy. And honestly, it was the correct choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine? I would be so upset if you. it was like an... You, yeah, uh, me too. Uh, but also, I mean, okay. You like to think that you would find it funny. You have to hope. You gotta laugh. Yeah, like if I'm celebrating being nominated for an Oscar and so and I'm not on the list, that's funny. Sure. Yeah. You've already got your kudos. And it's probably just like a funny story to tell at that yeah. point. I don't want him to be too down on himself. Yeah. It's a fine line. <laughs> you know, you have to first be objectively successful and then you can laugh at yourself. Exactly. Yeah. We're all working towards it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah we're getting there we're getting there mm-hmm. slowly but surely i mean as, as yeah. soon as allison comes on <laughs> yeah then we'll have made it i think you'll have allison on in the next three months truly okay Wait, and yeah right. i'll pull some strings you should <laughs> <laughs> yeah right no, really... I, I actually i hate to say this but i i did actually email allison roman oh yeah you did less than two weeks ago trying to get her to quote on something i'm not gonna say what well, you know, behind I think the, it might, it's behind the paywall. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think you know it might. By the time this episode comes out, it will be out already. I think, so we can oh. maybe. But but well, well, let's just say you're you're writing a All piece about s- a, a, a certain food that right. should we should we just do that? Like a certain food, a that, certain yeah. something yeah. that um, I thought that you know two, three sentences from Alison Roman, it might add something to the piece. Yeah. You are reaching out to various food influencers. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Emily Mariko did also not email me back. Hmm. But many people did. A lot of people did. And that's what matters. And that's what mm-hmm. matters. You got to focus on the wins. And that's why I'm here. Exactly. But I'll say this about, I'll say this about Alison. You know, reading the draft, her silence was deafening. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've read the draft and there's an Allison Roman size shape hole in it. Let's just say that. I agree. <laughs> the shape of a shallot. <laughs> Remember when uh, Chrissy Teigen said she cried every time she saw a shallot? God, you know, Chrissy Teigen, let me tell you something. <laughs> Did you see footage of Chrissy Teigen at Bravo at BravoCon? No. No. So she apparently was at BravoCon just as an audience member. And the funniest thing that I heard was that at no point did Andy say hello to her or bring her up. She just, like, was there. I mean, she was in the VIP, I It's assume. possible he didn't recognize her, like, uh, the Kristen Wiig situation at the Jane. <laughs> yeah, yes, very much so. It's just something that could have She had to buy her. a GA ticket. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't recognize her with her new eyebrow transplant. No, Claire. <laughs> I, I need it. No. She did have an eyebrow transplant that she did. She is open about, so it's actually not offensive to bring it up. Yeah. Oh, I'm not outing anything about her eyebrow transplant. She's been, she's actually done a lot for the community. Yeah, and the, I have to the say, community if you did, by being vocal about it. And I want to say, if you did not know that Chrissy Teigen got an eyebrow transplant, you're not paying attention. That's, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I actually need to do more. I had no idea, and that's really problematic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
we are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee, but you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Stradio. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Here's a question. Should we do our first segment? I think we should. I agree. I, even though I was you guys have it up. Wait, you have segments? <laughs> oh my on God. The performance, show? performance. <laughs> Nominated for an Oscar. Okay, Sarah Bareilles you know, found dead. Yeah. You know that I've asked George several times to sing the national anthem at the beginning of a Stradio Lab Live. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I had no idea that this has been you know, pitched. That's something, that's something we should start doing is have a different person sing the national anthem. The way that <laughs> we absolutely need someone to sing the national anthem at the beginning of every Stradio Lab Live show. And yeah. Oh my it God. It doesn't have to be me. I only I can do it once. I can do the inaugural one if you want. I'm free. That would be huge. No, we yeah. have to yeah. have that. I want people to take their like little hats off and put them on their chest yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and I just want to say, and then you everyone know, in the front 
row is kneeling. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 when we say when we say the national anthem, we are of course referring to "Fight Song" by Sarah Bareilles. <laughs> yes, sorry, right. I meant to clarify. Just, and and I, I I know it was clear for everyone who's a you know who's a listener, but just in case that wasn't clear. Claire will be singing a fight song by Sarah Burrells and people will be kneeling in protest. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I love it. See you there. Let's do our first seg. Let's do it. Our first segment is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of rapid fire questions, this thing or this other thing, and you simply pick one. Oh, beautiful. Can you believe how good I've gotten at describing it? I, I actually am going to tear up and and write a, a book about how proud of you I am. I, I used to be so scared to describe yeah. this segment and I don't even recognize that girl anymore because she is not me. You know, you were in the beginning you were a scrappy little nobody. Anna Kendrick scrappy little nobody. Now you're Anna Kendrick at the peak of her powers when she was starring in the into the Mu- into the woods movie. Wow. And that's huge. Wow. All right, Claire? Yeah. Jack's wife Frida or my cousin Vinny? Jack's wife Frida. Okay. Wishing upon a star or mooning someone out of your car? Mooning someone out of your car. <laughs> Claire, Lincoln in the Bardo or Margot at the wedding? Ooh. <laughs> I gotta go with Margot at the wedding. Okay, Claire. Mystery meat or easily recognizable vegetable? <laughs> easily recognizable vegetable. Okay, Claire. Getting an MFA, joining the PTA, <laughs> or wiping the DNA off the curling iron you used to murder your husband's cheating ass. <laughs> wiping the DNA off the curling iron that I used to murder my husband's cheating ass. So you admit it. <laughs> so you admit it. So you admit it. Um, okay. I plead the fifth for the rest of the segment. Just kidding, go ahead. Okay, the summer of 69 or the winter of our discontent? The mm. summer of 69. Ooh. Mm. Okay, Claire. Learning to nice. code, or you know what? I'll get that a la mode. <laughs> you know what? I'll get that a la mode. <laughs> mm, yum. Okay, Claire. <laughs> a hung jury or a grower, not a shower judge? <laughs> a grower, not a shower judge. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one really got me. Oh, well, I'm glad. Had Sam. You know, Sam, you still surprise me every time. Yeah. <laughs> the joy it brings to, to, to me to hear these these questions, it can't be overstated. Well, it can't be overstated. And I just need Claire, to speak up and yes, now say that um, I have risen to your mood. I am in a good mood now. It's wow. official. Yeah. You're being a silly Billy. It happened naturally. I'm there. I'm in it. I mm. There is an element where I keep having to remind myself, like, don't forget you're this is being recorded, in a good mood. but you're in a good mood. <laughs> yeah. But I am in a good mood now. And it happened. I'm yeah. soaking it all up. Yeah, just you a really sponge. Are. Yeah, you're matching my energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It was my fault for trying to force it. I should have. No. You no, were trying to be Sam, a good co-host. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I, good cop, bad being, cop. Yeah. Or was <laughs> I being selfish by by being like, why aren't you more like me right now? Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. Well, we'll leave it up to the readers. Yeah, oh. <laughs> and you know, I'll say this about Claire. Sorry, readers. Oh. Claire, at first, your performance 
I, I, I said, oh, no, she is overselling how much she doesn't know about the segment. Mm. You know? Oh, OK. At first I said, I said, uh oh, I don't want her to overact a la, you know, Uma Thurman in most films. Woo! Right. But, Jeez. Whoa! <laughs> okay, Jeez. <laughs> I did not know that's where that was going. Oh, whoa! <laughs> but but then but then I thought, oh, she's making a choice, yeah. like Uma Thurman in Kill Bill. <laughs> exactly. So you're saying and that so I made it's a, a choice. And so and so I think actually it was a perfect performance. So to be clear, yeah, you're saying that uh, Claire made a choice to be overacting and too much right. in the beginning to in the beginning yeah to ham it up i think and i think you know what it Wait, was but was act- i hamming it up before the segment started or when you introduced the segment when I, introduced, I was i was yeah. lying when you introduced the seg- segment exactly I knew the segment exactly. was coming but course, during it that was genuine surprise shock laughter yes of course during it i thought you were great i thought the fact that you answered you know the curling iron one, curling iron one, like wiping the DNA off the curling iron. The fact that you remember that word for word, ch- had the confidence mm. to choose it. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, is is the segment over? Yes. The oh segment yeah. Is over. Technically, it's over. Well, this is ma- now the the. This is now where we are rating you. We're, We're giving judging you, you verbal okay, feedback. Because I actually, uh, this is what I was going to tell you before recording. I actually wrote some straight shooters for you guys. <gasps> oh my oh, god! My god! Oh my God, overachiever yeah. alert. Okay, wow. This has like never been done. Well, I wasn't going to do it because I, I didn't want you guys to think I was like a total kiss ass. <laughs> sure. Especially because, you know, like I'm George's executive assistant. And <laughs> <laughs> so essentially this yeah. is unethical. You, He's even- a really generous you- boss. Sure. <laughs> but I didn't want him to think like that I was jockeying for yeah. super executive assistant. Of course. Or maybe I mean, maybe yes. the whole company. Yeah. yeah, well it's tough, you know, because um there's really no upward mobility with Claire's executive assistant role. <laughs> you know? Oh, I'm you sort know, of like I, creme de la creme I, I keep, at the I top. I keep telling her, I keep telling her, you know, yeah, maybe we can find a place for you in comms <laughs> or or in marketing. Um but Listen, I'll be honest. There are no open positions. Oh, my God. <laughs> there is no path forward. Okay, then I guess I can do the straight shooter. I think I think you should. I think you have nothing to lose. You're in your reputation era. And I think your role as my executive assistant is kind of the ceiling, really, of where you can go in the <laughs> yeah. company. So you have nothing to lose, but at the same time, you have nothing to gain, which makes it ethical. Okay. Yeah. If you guys get <laughs> under eight hundred doves, George has to George has to start paying for my health insurance. Okay, <laughs> fine. Health insurance right. is really cheap <laughs> for us. Yeah, I've heard health. In, I've heard the, the system for health insurance in this country is good. Yeah, so fine. What's that? Twenty five a month. Good. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Oh my god. All right, Claire. I'm well. I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. Well, wait. Should I wait to hear? Do you guys want to rank me now or later? Sure. Oh, what do you think, sure. George? <laughs> Wait. Just give give me my grade now. Okay, I think. Well, she needs okay. her grade, George. <laughs> I think that you were at a perfect score before you announced that you had prepared straight shooters yourself. And my and right now I can't decide if what you are doing is extra credit or if it's undermining us as hosts. In which case, you would lose points. Sam, what do you think? I'm gonna go 837 doves. Whoa. That's really good. <laughs> that is really good. Thank you so much. Of course. I wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't mean to undermine you. These will be no. slightly, slightly no. worse than yours. No. No. no if they're sweetie, better. No. 
If they're better, Claire, you will have to leave the Zoom. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll see what happens. Okay. Okay, okay, we're ready. So I guess roll the t- roll the sound effects. Yeah, those actually go in post. I don't know if this, you knew that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't play like them when of, we record. Isn't that crazy? It's kind of jarring that you guys were just like doing it raw like that. <laughs> okay. Okay, let I have them on my iPad. Oh wow. And yeah, I have an iPad. <laughs> Destigmatize the iPad. Now. Destigmatize the iPad. <laughs> Some of our okay. best friends are iPad users. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> Wait, can I tell you what else I have? Please, Please, tell us all of your goods. An Apple Pencil. That's like a stylus? I love taking notes. So oh. you're, you have an Apple Pencil. I didn't even know that was what that's called. And you take notes on your iPad. Y- yes. You prefer that to typing. Well, I don't really do the pencil to text thing, but I like to annotate. Oh, yeah. Um, not when like, not like for work, like for creative projects. What if I like showed you one of it and it was like I had done a drawing of the on the iPad of like the stushy symbol. <laughs> That's not what I'm gonna do, but okay, I'm actually okay. ready to get started. Okay, okay. let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. I'm a little nervous. Okay, should I ask both of you and you answer in tandem? Yeah, I kind of think we should answer in tandem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so you guys have to somehow say the same thing at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, ready? These are my straight shooters. Stampede at BravoCon or Stan Lee at (laughs) Comic-Con? Okay, okay. (laughs) Stampede at at BravoCon. Yes. Okay. Running the dishwasher or... Running a 5K for the cure. <laughs> running a 5K, running a 5K, for, 5K the for the cure. You have to say it at the same time. That, it's we really did. Hard. On Zoom, it's really oh. hard. It's really hard on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> we did, actually. Yeah, so next. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this one is... Okay. Negroni Spagliato with Prosecco or processing intergenerational trauma with your nephew. Processing intergenerational, <laughs> intergenerational, intergenerational trauma with your nephew. nephew. <laughs> Down bad or down blanket? Ooh, down blanket. Down blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give up the ship or Allison Roman's creamy sesame turmeric dip. Creamy sesame turmeric dip. Turmeric dip. <laughs> <laughs> Shape of the day at Pasta Louise or passing the LSAT with a plum in great ease. Ah, oh my god, Claire. Now you're just showing off. That's amazing. Okay. Passing, Passing the, the LSAT with, with a plum and, and great, great ease. Perfect. This one is maybe going to be hard for me to get out. Not because it's like inappropriate. I just, it's like, there's wordplay. <laughs> Thank you for warning us. Yeah, warning. Wordplay coming up. Trigger okay, warning. Ready? I hope that yeah. this doesn't come out after Halloween, but um, this Halloween weekend, cats kill girls, or this Halloween weekend, Airbnb and the cat skills with the girls? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, wait, I don't think I understand okay. the first part. <laughs> okay, so this is like me introing a horror film. Like, oh. It's Halloween weekend, cats, cats kill, kill. Girls. girls. The th- film is called Cats Kill Girls. So this is yes. world building. You're creating like a you're creating a world in which this type of movie comes out. 
I actually exactly. love. First of all, I think the I think the title is so perfect and so now. It's it's kind of like bodies, bodies, bodies esque. It's like it's like a winking at itself. Completely. It's like so literal. And it's like oh, this this group of girlies goes up to the Catskills for the weekend, cozy, yeah. cozy. But yeah. okay, the cats here. Yeah, they and they're kill killing the girls. girls. They're killer. Yeah. So there's killer cats in the Catskills killing the girls. Yeah, just when the black flame candle is lit, though, once every Hallow's Eve. Huh, that actually <laughs> seems like beef. I think that you might get called out for sort of pulling from previous you're IP. Right, you're, right. you're right, you're right, I take it back. Um, Wait, I, we need to decide. I think I'm all in on cats kill girls. I'm all what in on cats kill girls. Cats kill girls. Yeah. But I also kind of want to, well, let's finish. Was that your final one? No way. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, let's finish, and then after that, I want to go back to Cats Kill Girls, because I want to kind of do a little, we can do a little, um, a riff, a treatment for it, a, a treatment for it that we can yeah. then submit to maybe, you know, not actually A24, I think it's more of a neon production. I completely agree. Yeah, I, I think, also, yeah. I, yeah, I think I'm wondering if anyone. down to have a little more fun. Yeah. Definitely. And it doesn't, yeah, we don't have like that weight on our shoulders either of like having to fit into what an A24 film looks like. Yeah. No. Yeah, so I mean, I'm wondering if the same people that are listening uh, that can hook you guys up with Allison Roman can can also hook us up with uh, Neon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this okay. podcast is only listened to by industry insiders, so I <laughs> yes. think that's actually huge. Like agents and managers, agents and managers love this podcast. That's they what people are always love saying. It. You know, if there's yeah. one thing I've learned, it's that this podcast is listened to specifically by the community that is industry insiders with no actual power. It's, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's people that, it's exactly, it's people that are inside the industry enough that it's flattering to me when they tell me they listen. But then when I'm like, what about, they're like, no. <laughs> Can't do it. That is yeah. so correct. That's actually the most accurate description of our audience I've ever heard in my <laughs> yes, entire life. Very much so. They yeah. somehow do all work in all the powerful industries. Right. And yet they are... Not tangential. Yeah. Tangential. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not going to be the the CEO of Neon. No. no. It's a podcast for the rest. <laughs> right. Wait. So you guys decided on cats kill girls. Yes. Oh yeah. Keep going. Sorry. The, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Keep going. I only have six more. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. 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 We'll go fast. Rapid fire. Rapid <clears throat> fire. Okay. Walking the dog or the dog walking you. The dog, the dog walking, walking you. you. Nelson Mandela or the butterfly effect. The butterfly effect. The butterfly effect? <laughs> mm-hmm. The Gettysburg Address or you wear those shoes and you will wear that dress. Oh, kiss me. <laughs> you know the song? Randomly, I'm going to go Gettysburg Address. <laughs> yeah, me too. Two really noble creatures, you two. Okay, ready? Old enough to run errands in rural Japan for your mom or Mrs. Dalloway said she would buy the flowers herself. Uh, the first one. Old enough. Old enough. To, old enough to, to, to run, to errands. run errands. errands for your mom in Japan. Rural yeah. Japan. Rural, rural Japan. Japan. Yeah. Okay. Two more. Okay. Squashing lantern flies, or would you love me if I was a worm? Squashing lantern flies. Yeah. <laughs> squashing lantern flies. So you guys are saying you wouldn't love me if I was a worm? Oh my gosh, it was <laughs> no, a trap. We're saying, we're saying the question is preposterous. <laughs> okay, final one. Pleading guilty or pleading innocent due to reasons of insanity? Pleading innocent, pleading due, innocent due to reasons of insanity. <laughs> God, I've always wanted to do that. That is such a slave. Me too, to like, but it's I really didn't do hard. It. 
Like being like, I was, I was insane that time. You did a really good job. It wasn't good enough to get me health insurance from George's LLC, but um, <laughs> it was really good. I would say it was like 780 doves. Oh, wow. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's well, a really good score. Thank you for sharing. Um, no one's <laughs> ever done that before. That was incredibly powerful. Yeah. yeah. They, no one has done that before? We've done it. They've done it at live shows, but that's it. Okay. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. I think, I think, I think that we should introduce our topic. Claire, you brought a topic to us that is so juicy. <laughs> and actually, I would say, I would say Halloween adjacent. You're right. And would you like to uh, introduce what it is? Yes. So I wanted to talk today about overhead lighting. Mm. Wow. I wanted to bring it to you both today because I think it's an instinct particularly that straight men go for. Um, This very like institutional and therefore extremely oppressive, bright, Sometimes halogen, just, you know, sometimes run of the mill 60 watt um, raining down on you. Um, It's certainly to turn on an overhead light is like a decision from someone who has never been afraid to be them in public. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, sure, I guess we can light my body in whichever way. Exactly. Yeah. And it's also thinking this one light 
suffices for every single uh, bit of facial definition on any sort of body or any sort of person. Yeah, I really think that it's actually something that people who don't have to think about mood or setting just go straight for. I think that's a genius topic. I hate overhead lighting, of course. I'm not insane. But I wish I wish it worked. Like, there is something yeah. about, like, how nice to just, like, walk into a room and flip the switch and the big light up top comes on and everything is beautifully lit. It's too good to be true. It's, and can I and that's something? the thing. That's kind of... That's kind of mm-hmm. how so so much of straight culture is that way. You're like, <clears throat> oh, how nice if the nuclear family worked. It doesn't. It, it, this is the kind of running theme with many of these straight topics. It's like, well, yeah, they're too good to be true. I mean, it would be great if, you know, h- how convenient if, if, if there were two different kinds of gender and we could divide people 50-50. <laughs> that sounds mathematically so convenient. Honey, it doesn't work. Right. It just ain't so. It just ain't so. I mean... It's it's this overhead lighting is kind of the uh, the rejection of nuance. It's like, oh, yeah, no one. It doesn't matter what anyone's angles are. It doesn't matter what anyone looks like. It doesn't matter, um, you know, what the different time of day is. Just put light somewhere. Well, no, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. And I think it does work for people who have power. <laughs> and <what>. I. <laughs> I mean, don't even get me started on the hegemony of Con Ed. Yeah. Okay. Oh, actually, I actually do want you to get started. Yeah, please get started <laughs> on that. <laughs> Listen, it's not right that we have privatized power in water in this country. Okay, you are actually hitting the nail on the head here, which is that you are, It not only is overhead lighting aesthetically bad, it is quite literally a conspiracy. It's like we are paying <laughs> to look ugly. Exactly. <laughs> We're paying a private corporation monthly. We're paying rent. We're paying rent to a company whose job it is to make us look as ugly as possible. Entirely. (laughs) In front of our friends and loved ones. I know. And I'm saying, like, if I had, you know, I I live uh, in Brooklyn, but if I had a little tiny solar power grid. Sure. I ostensibly could run all of the lamps in my bedroom, but I couldn't fund the overhead light like that. No. So it's wasteful too. Well, there's also like ways to I guess I guess this is the point that I've of course been making and planning to make all along. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think that there is a certain queerness to adapting to dimmer lights. There's a reason why we say things are in the shadows or under the covers. Mm. That originally was an act of resistance against yeah. overhead lighting. And yet uh-huh. <laughs> community was found in these sort of shadowy spaces, these sexier lit boudoirs, these these tavernas, these restaurantes. I, I cannot believe how genius you are. This is so smart. I mean, literally, like, <laughs> gay bars, like, have a dark room. Like, need I say more? Right. Like, the darkness yeah. is necessary <laughs> for queer culture. Whereas straight culture I, is obsessed with light. <laughs> right. And, and for so often, queer people were erased by the official um, gov- by official government bodies. I'll go so far as even to say that. And overhead lighting is the official lighting of government buildings. It's everywhere you go. <laughs> it, you yes. know, you go to the DMV, you go to the courts to be tried for sodomy. You know, and, Completely. And, and, George, try this. You go to a freaking high school. 
Oh. You go to a high school. You go oh to a high school. God. I've That's never overhead. seen a high school. I've never seen a high school with tasteful lamps. And why not? And why not? And why not? You can get a tasteful lamp. It's not hard. They keep libraries cold. <laughs> yeah. And they keep schools overlit as a means of control. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. It's carceral. <laughs> overhead lighting is carceral. It's carceral. Quite frankly. Well, I mean, don't don't even get me started on um, you know, uh prisoners of war. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. No, no, we can't. Okay, yeah, maybe don't get started <laughs> actually, on that. <laughs> we actually can't go there if we want to get Alison Roman but on it the does, But it does kind of make you think, like, wow, um, what a utopian vision for all these different places to, rather than have overhead lighting, have a bunch of cute vintage lamps. You know, maybe, like, mm-hmm. a little a, a lamp with, you know, kind of like an Etsy lamp made of shells, and or, like, then, like, a really designy Danish lamp that you found right. at an estate sale. It's Imagine eclectic. How, yes. Ugh. Like, how much more welcoming would, let's say you go to jury duty, it's time to to hear what the case is about. How cute would it be if there was a little, if, if there was a little, you know, lamp with a kind of pink hue, you know, maybe homemade, Ugh. the artist signed it, she's from Kentucky. Ugh. Absolutely. It's amazing. Part of the profit goes to, like, queer youth. Like, oh my God, yeah. exactly. that would be amazing. <laughs> or even just local theater. <gasps> local theater. I guess yeah, that's like, the same as queer youth. Yeah. <laughs> sort of keep keep the cash in the community, though. It's not right. a national organization for no. uh, queer queer youth and theater. It's you know specific to your neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, basically, Kentucky. rather, I think what I'm getting from all of this is like rather than Con Ed being a private corporation that makes us pay it for our own, uh, you know, our own. Dare I say? Oppression? Oppre- yeah, but it's it's yeah it's it's oppression, but it's also kind of. Um, I mean, it's a sort of dysmorphia. We're, pay- it's like- we're paying to have dysmorphia. Exactly, we're paying to have dysmorphia rather than a private corporation profiting <laughs> off of our dysmorphia. What if it was? What if basically we replaced Con Ed with a LGBTQ nonprofit that mm-hmm. gave that <laughs> that gave out either designer lamps or homemade Etsy lamps. Yes. And then mm-hmm. all the money from that went to funding arts education. Yeah, and the NGO is called the Lightbringers. <gasps> yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, and the logo is like a, li- a little kind of a, a little queer kid holding a candle. Oh my god. It's Lady Liberty holding the torch, but instead of Lady Liberty, it's like a little kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wearing a play crown. <laughs> yeah, and actually torches and candles are good. Um, it's like, that's the ultimate. Um, I mean, you know, candles uh, candles are resistance. Aesthetic lighting. Candles yes, are candles absolutely are resistance. Because you're absolutely. even saying, I'm going off the grid tonight. And yet, exactly. I'm still getting what I need. And I'm still getting light. Exactly. Yes. I'm still One of the able most, to read yes. forbidden fiction, for example. Of course. Oh, only. Course. Because, because you know there's cameras in those lights. Those overhead lights. People are watching. <laughs> And the candle yes. says, no more no more surveillance day. It's saying, I'm reading my banned book here mm-hmm. in my <laughs> cabin <laughs> in an empowering, uh, to, beautiful way. To, to be wearing yes. a nightgown, to be wearing a nightgown holding a candelabra. Yes. <laughs> no one does that I anymore. I feel like that, that guy is really trending right now, though. That yeah. guy, like the honk shoe, me, 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 me guy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The guy, the guy in the stocking cap. Like, we're seeing a lot of memes of, of him as a concept lately. Why do you think and that actually, is? Well, I actually think, like, a lot of memes usually do come from queer culture, specifically, I think, black queer culture. And listen, I don't want to speak out of turn here, um... <laughs> 
But I, I do think that when something is welling up originally on Twitter with young queer creators, it's going to make its way to public consciousness in about se- seven months. Sure. Sure. And do you think that right now, as queer creators, we are generating buzz <laughs> for an anti-overhead lighting craze that's going to sweep the nation in approximately seven months? Absolutely. And that is why I came here today. Yes. Well, I think, Claire, you're even saying one step further than that, is it's not just <laughs> little lights that are going to be everywhere. It's honk, shoo, me, 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 guys. It's candelabra, guys. It's nightgown, guys. Like, right now, it's like, it's giving, it's carrying a sleigh house down Boots Mama in seven months. It'll Literally. be candelabras, yes. nightgowns. Um, honk shoo me 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 completely <laughs> it does seem like the final frontier of fashion is just being wearing a nightgown holding a candelabra walking down fifth avenue we're basically already almost there i mean don't even get me started on nap dresses <laughs> this, okay this episode could literally be called things, don't get me started <laughs> the amount of things i can't say on this podcast because y'all are corporate now no no, no we have to actually talk about nap dresses because nap dresses i think are if if candelabra and nightgown is queer nap dresses are trying to package that and sell it and that's unethical i completely agree it's basically um pay paradise put up a parking lot wow (laughs) (laughs) huge shout out to joni appropriation yeah exactly exactly wow well that's really powerful how do you feel about like you know i think we're used to of course we are surrounded by our queer chosen family so there's a lot of cute lamps everywhere but sometimes you do enter an apartment and you see someone still living under overhead lighting what? Right. And Sam, you know, you've had that experience. Actually, we've had it together. Yeah, oh, no. you had a vi- you you had a violent reaction once when we <laughs> entered a space that that had overhead lighting. Well, I th- what was, I was it? I was going into a space that was a party yeah. space that I actually yes. thought was a, a a space for allies, as the people who lived there were in a queer relationship with each other, same allegedly, sex, an alleged same sex <laughs> relationship. <laughs> and um, so I walk into this party space expecting utopia, of course. I, you know, in my day to day, it's just straight, straight, straight. And I thought, wow, Friday night, I can go be queer and empowered in a space. Yeah. And totally. I get there, the lights are fully on, fully on, uh, overhead lighting. And the craziest part apartment, beautiful. Walls painted beautifully. They're, it's decorated, yeah. like gorgeously. And then the lights, Overhead lights are bright and shiny, not even dimmed, just in bright, every room. Bright overhead every lights. Every single room? Yeah, yeah, every room. And so, as a radical act of resistance, I started turning oh lights God. off. I cannot believe you did that. <laughs> at, at the party. How many people yeah. were at the party? It's only, it was a pretty full house. Yeah, like let's say like 30 to 40. And did people think that you were turning the lights off because you were trying to like get it sexy in there? Like, were people taking your act? Were they receiving it in bad faith? I think they were receiving it in good faith. I felt like they were like, like, I think everyone, most, a majority of the partygoers were like, thank you for this. Got it. And then when it, then, then the lights were in fact turned back on um, by um, potentially a tyrant host. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. No, the host was fine. I would understand. It's difficult because, you know, people have internalized the overhead lighting mentality. You know, it's like it's like being gay and wanting to serve in the military. <laughs> it's absolutely <Go> on. like that. 
<laughs> well, you know, you're like, you know, you kind of think, I mean, to me, it's like, thank God I'm gay. I don't have to go to the military. But then some people are like, I still want to. Like, right. Like well, I can I can do anything that they can do. I want to yeah, be in exactly. Well, right. And, and then and similarly, you know, you can be gay and be like, I can have overhead lighting. <laughs> no. You can be like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think like what I learned from this experience, it was sort of a like a parable for like going through the proper channels. Like mm. if I had, you know, it's sort of changing the system from within the system, I should have discussed it with the host, sort of pitched a, a change. And and me just doing sort of like guerrilla lighting warfare was maybe not yeah. the most effective way to get the lighting changed Wrong. in the party. No, I think it was mm. really brave of you. It Thank was very you. much like those girls throwing soup at the painting. <laughs> that was It was grassroots. Epic. <laughs> that was everything. <laughs> That was honk shoo me 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 mama. They tore that. <laughs> they ate. When we were talking about this on like Friday or whatever day that that soup incident was, George kept being like, "It's behind glass." <laughs> I was not the one that said that. Wait, who said it? Sarah said that, and then I I was um, kind of like I was getting a little. I was like, I was like, okay, just because it's behind glass doesn't mean they should have thrown soup at it. <laughs> and what were they protesting again? Climate. Oil. <laughs> Oil. Okay. But what's ironic? Yeah. If you've got they they glued themselves to right. the the wall or something. If you've got super glue or sticky stuff on your hand or whatever, a little bit of olive oil or a little bit of grapeseed oil is gonna get you unstuck. Wow. Right. So oh, wow, that's so fascinating that they created a, a situation where they actually needed more oil. I'm telling <laughs> you, yeah. That's they pretty hypocritical. That's really hypocritical. <laughs> yeah, and yet we're talking about it, aren't we? Days uh, later. Yeah, I guess Honestly, so. I guess so. I yeah. I, I stand. I'm like. Uh, I've always please. been like. <laughs> I've always been like. Why aren't there more like climate terrorists? That seems like the like most obvious thing to be a terrorist about. I completely like, listen. I'm not gonna. I don't like actually <laughs> earnestly want to debate this, but I'm also like. I'm like, why? He does. Like, he does. Why the R? Like, just why don't you throw a soup can at like a politician? Now that I would be in support of. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree. And well, was it about like where is that painting, by the way? Where was that? The Louvre, no. maybe. <laughs> no one was, knows. Let's... No one knows. It hasn't been reported. <laughs> let's say it's at the Louvre. Yeah. Maybe that they were doing something like maybe the Louvre needs to divest from. No, it was. It was that. That was part of it, and I did read that, and I and I. Oh, okay, that. okay, yeah. yeah. Also, so, George, maybe um, it was like an open mic like climate terrorist thing. Like maybe they're like practicing before the politicians. I completely agree. <laughs> Actually, that's a really good point. There should be more open mics for climate terrorism where you can try out different grassroots direct action methods and then people will be like, oh, maybe not the soup one. Yeah, that didn't quite work. Yeah. But, you know, the soup was really working, but maybe the location was off. So yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, those girls are like going from mic to mic doing the soup thing and being like, oh, it's just not hitting. Like, <laughs> I feel like it works in Brooklyn rooms, but not in Manhattan rooms. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, this crushed at Pine Box. But then when we did it at the Louvre, <laughs> it like didn't work. <laughs> Audiences at their Louvre are so like rigid, you know, it's oh, because it's they're all tourists. It's all tourists. Yeah. And they like, it's, you know, don't speak English. And so you're like doing your soup can bit and they like don't even get right. it. Right. And they miss a lot of the nuances of the joke, and maybe they don't understand like why it's a soup can or the context for it. Um, but at the same time, like I'm not gonna change for them. Like I will oh. throw the soup onto the painting. Yeah. Wait, can I ask you guys as comedians something? Yeah. What What was the joke of the soup can? 
uh, <laughs> like why why they chose why they chose soup rather than any other liquid. You well, actually, I want to clarify something. It was beans. It was a tin of beans. Oh, and no one's reporting that. People no have been misreporting one is reporting that. that. It's and a tin of beans. That's why you're a journalist. Thank oh, you. Wow. Yeah. I guess my question is what what was the joke and like was it a visual prank? Was it wordplay on tin of beans or something? Like why why did they do it? What's the funny part? Well, I think you're kind of point I think you're pointing to the issue which is <laughs> It wasn't course, funny enough. <laughs> which is of course that like you know comedy has to have a clear a clear target, a clear purpose, a clear point of view. And there was something a little broad about throwing soup <laughs> at a painting. Yeah. Agreed. You know, it was giving sitcom. It was very much, um, uh, you know, it was very... It was of... extremely multicam. Yes, it was very yeah. multicam. You were, like, expecting a laugh track. It was, oh, slipping on shaving cream. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 But you know what, though? On the other hand, to play devil's advocate, you know, sometimes you need multicam methods to appeal to a mass public. The well, average person doesn't exactly have time. What I'm yeah, the average person doesn't have time to, like, Sam really... has been saying that, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the average person doesn't have time to, like, think about the specifics of a direct climate action act. You know, they just will remember the soup, the beans. Yeah. Completely, Yeah. But I think we've done more for awareness in the last 10 minutes talking about this than any headline I've read so far. I completely agree. Okay, if you guys were going to commit one terrorist act to get people to get rid of their overhead lighting, what would it be? Oh, that's Uh, such a good question. I know exactly what I'd do. What would you do? (laughs) Lighting aisle at Target, bucket of pig's blood. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a symbolic act. Yeah, Need I yeah. say more? I do not have to explain that one. So it's interesting, Claire. You're going for a destructive path. I'm gonna go for a more um, enlightened. Yeah, yeah. So here's what I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna do. And this is actually the opposite of of, of Claire's um, strategy. Is rather than destroying overhead lighting, I'm going to add non overhead lighting. So I'm gonna get a mm. bunch of of homemade Etsy lamps. And, and go around to government buildings and put them on desks, put them on counters, put them on like in the office, in the cubicle of someone who works at the DMV. Go around, and, and and I am adding beauty to people's world. You know, I wow, love that. that's beautiful. Yeah. It's kind of Banksy. Yeah, that is really Banksy. Banksy. Who is a terrorist, by the way? Yeah, <laughs> Banksy's yeah. a terrorist. You heard it here first. That's uh, what we heard in the art community. <laughs> <laughs> The worldwide art community, which of, of which we are a part. Sam, Sam, what would you do? I mean, I guess Sam. To be honest, you already. I mean, what started this conversation is your own direct action that you did at a friend's house. Yeah. If I were to have one criticism, it would be that you're going rather than thinking big and going to a government building, you're in fact terrorizing a friend's apartment. <laughs> right. It's very like the queer community turning in on itself. You know, it's yeah. very, exactly. <laughs> it's very toxic. It's very bros discourse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, love. Yeah, um, I think <laughs> the actually, personal is political. That's so true, and no one's saying that. <laughs> um, I think honestly, my dream protest would be. Unfortunately, you have to start by getting like nominated for an Oscar and even winning, and then yeah. I would yeah. have like I would like instead of going like they'd be like okay, and now best actor in a drama, Sam Taggart. I'm gonna win for that, and then I love that, and then wow. I I'm not there. And instead, I'm in the back and I turn off all the lights. Wait, that's so powerful. Right. Wow. Yeah. Chills. 
Actually, I have a better idea than what I told you guys about the pig's blood. Okay, what is it? It's a, I, I was a little inspired by Sam. Okay, we're in a huge, huge party in a warehouse space. Oh, Bushwick. Mm. Ooh, sounds Bushwick. very Bushwick. Bushwick Nights, dot, dot, dot. Okay, it's yeah. that girl's episode where Shosh does uh, crack. The Craxident, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. The three of us are vibing in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what's going to happen is we're all, okay, we are not lit by overhead lights in the warehouse because it's a converted space. Maybe okay. twinkle lights, maybe fairy lights, Christmas lights. Sure. Something happens where in the, the heyday of whatever this factory is that we were in, that was all overhead lights. They have the mechanism all installed. I turn them on. Wow. Whoa. Everyone's like, what the freak is going on? Everyone's attention. They look up. Then it pitches into total blackness. Whoa. And then one spotlight comes on. Everyone's cheering. <laughs> Claire! 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 Okay, everyone's cheering my name. Bucket of pig's blood. Wait. But wait, Claire. <laughs> Claire. Claire, I can't help but feel that you're centering yourself in this narrative in a way that's not necessarily helpful to the cause. Oh, and also, yeah, it's a it's a short film, also. Oh, and then you screen it. Taylor Swift directs it. Oh, Oh. and it's a music video for for Midnight's the album. (laughs) Yeah, it's for Karma. (laughs) Oh, interesting. So once again, I'm really the political uh, messaging is really getting lost. I have to say. (laughs) Yeah. It's not- and I also have one more question. So when you do, so the pig's blood, where is that going? You've already, you've turned off the lights, you've turned on oh. the spotlight, everyone's screaming your name. And then who do you, who do you douse in pig's blood? Yourself? Oh, I, forgot to, I forgot to tell you that, that this, we took a Chevron executive out for his birthday. Oh. oh. Okay, so so this is all okay. So you're actually not centering yourself. You really are. You have a good target of your of your critique. You have like a yeah. full on Chevron executive. And I'm sort of like being in a honeypot situation where I'm like luring him to the club. Yeah, huh. I don't mean to flatter myself. We could get an actress in there if we no, need to. No, it could be you. That could be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in you. Claire, believe in yourself. Okay, you're right. I look amazing. You can seduce a Chevron executive. <laughs> George, do you mean that? I do. He really means that. Thank you so much. I believe all of my friends could um, seduce a Chevron executive. It's part of the bar. If you really believe in yourself, basically anyone can. And to be honest, no offense to Chevron executives. Like, yeah. You think think they're a homely bunch? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I think it'll be easy. I've seen hustlers. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think what we're pointing to is like people. I think a lot of people. when they think about seducing a Chevron executive, they think they think about their body and they think about their looks. And it's like, actually, it's all about personality when you're seducing a Chevron executive. And like totally. they're not shallow people. And it's about self-love. Like yeah. if you love yourself, then you can then a, then a Chevron executive will love you falsely. Yeah. <laughs> Under false pretenses. You know, Claire, I have to say, I can't help but feel that you were inspired by the soup girls and that now you're actually doing oil activism rather than overhead light activism. Like, You know what? The second that I said Chevron, I was like, oh, shoot. I think we were actually talking about Con Ed. Oh, right, right. right. Earlier. So it would be a Con Ed executive. Well, I guess Chevron's in on it, too. There's got to yeah, be I some colluding, true. you know, between of course. the, the There's two. There's always some colluding. Uh, it's always. Well, I guess that's kind of how it connects is that oil... Like those girls, in a way, were protesting overhead lighting. Right. I mean, it's all linked. Synergistic linking. And also, they're doing it in a 
in a museum, one of the main places that has overhead lighting. Truly. And can I just say, wait, museums though, they kind of make overhead lighting look good. Well, yeah, it's because- Holy yeah. moly. How do they do you that? Got, no, it's true. You're always complicating things on this show, and that's what I love about Lab. That it's yeah. like we think we reach a conclusion, and then there's a little bit of a twist of the knob there. A hundred percent. And I actually really think what Sam is saying is so important, because museums in some ways are actually the worst offenders of all of this, because they make it look good, which then encourages the proliferation of overhead lighting. Because everyone's wow. like, well, if it's good enough for the Met, it's good enough for my party. Completely. So Sorry, Mars true. was just barking. That is so true. Wow. Wow. And I'm even thinking about museum selfies. Yeah, I'll take a museum selfie, but I'm not taking a selfie anywhere else unless um, it's like I have, you know, like a vintage Hermes scarf placed over the lamp. I of course. feel so sexy in a damn museum. How do they do it? We need like, I we actually need to talk to a lighting expert now. It might be that, or it might just be like, because there are docents and security guards around, like there's an inherent sexiness to that. Like Law enforcement is sexy to you? <laughs> Is that on record? They, they don't have guns, okay? Sure. And they're protecting just, the art. There's something about, like, the forbidden fruit of it all. Sure, of course, of course. Sure. Right. A lot to chew on. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> this, you know, this is very much nevertheless she persisted. I think there was a point where I think we all were like, oh, no, is this recording ruined? And then it was right. like, actually, no, this is proving that out of darkness comes light. Mm. And can I and can I actually say one more thing? The fact that I turned my camera off is the ultimate fuck you to overhead lighting. Because not only am I in the darkness, I am fully blacked out. Yes. Oh my god, you're right. Wow. You're really well lit in your profile photo though. Yeah, say that. Thank you very much. There's a tiny George icon <laughs> of him speaking into a microphone yeah. in place of George's actual physicality on our screens right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I prefer to send a headshot rather than, <laughs> rather than a video. Um, should we do our final segment? I think we must. I mean, if only I had an idea of what mine would be. But... Oh, I have one. Ooh. But you can, ex will you explain it? Yes, I will explain it. Claire, our final segment is called <gasps> Rage, or sorry. <laughs> God. Oh, again? Oh my God. Because <laughs> oh, I've got more. <laughs> She's losing it, folks. Our final segment is called Shout Outs. And in this segment, we pay homage to one of the founding art practices of straight culture, which is the radio shout out. Um, think TRL, think uh, Z100, Z Morning Zoo. And <laughs> so we are gonna give shout outs to things that we are absolutely living for and cannot get enough of and are, are and things that are slaying in our lives. And Sam, would you like to go first? I would like to go first. What's up, freaks, losers, and perverts around the goddamn globe? I would like to give a huge shout out to Yanush from the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yes. I am finally, I am soft. I am watching the Great British Bake Off. My alternative indie days are dead in a ditch. Oh. I am normal. I'm in the monoculture. And I just want to say that Yanush has stolen my heart. This Polish baker, oh, every time he's on screen, I say, oh, who is this man? I have not had a crush on a reality TV show contestant in such a long time, and ooh, baby, does it feel good. I am thinking about following him on Instagram, and I think it will be boring, and I think I will regret it in two years. But for the first year, it could be exciting to see what his life is like. 
He is a cutie patootie and his baking is good and I root for him every time. Great British Bake Off. I am a fan now. A little late, but not too late. XOXO, Sam. Woo! Wow. I love um, him. He's so okay. sweetie. He's a cutie. I have one. Okay. What's up, everybody out there? It's me. I've made it just in time with a shout out for the day. You might not be able to see me, but you will hear me. I want to give a shout out to um, framing family photos and putting them on services around your home. You know, these days we're all on our computers. We're all on social media. We think photos are just digital. We think, oh, click, click, click. Let me see someone's Instagram story. Well, I'm here to tell you physical media is back. And it's back in the form of mid-priced picture frames that I bought at a store and that I am putting photos that I printed out in so that when I walk around my house, I see my sisters, I see my parents, I see my boyfriend's siblings, I see my boyfriend's parents, and I say, we are one big happy family, we are biological family, we are chosen family, we are adopted family, every kind of family is represented. Wow. And, and you can do it too. And you think, oh, it's so expensive to decorate. No, it's not. Go buy a picture frame, bitch. <laughs> Woo! 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 Call to action. A rousing call to action. Um, wow. Claire, Claire whenever, whenever you're okay. ready. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. I, th- I think I have one. Okay. What's up, sluts? And- <laughs> What's up, sluts and gentlemen? Okay. <laughs> it's Claire here. Um... I want to shout out today for all my friends at home, particularly highlighting those that keep a designated pair of scissors in the kitchen. It's a lot easier to cut herbs than it is to improve your knife skills. I want to shout out a pair of regular Fisker scissors that I've been keeping in my knife stand because I like to cut sage, dill, thyme, parsley, chives, and basil over a salad. And that's actually something that I learned from Allison Roman's Dining In. Woo! Wow. Oh my God, we really brought it back. Brought it back. That was an incredible <sighs> way to end. Oh my goodness. Wow. I feel energized. I mean, even though I came in energized, as people might remember, I actually feel even more energized. I feel good too. I feel incredible. Claire, this has been an amazing episode. Thank you so much for doing it. Thank you so much. I, thank you so much for having me on. It's a, the pleasure of a lifetime. I'm going to attempt to start my video just to say goodbye. And if it ruins everything, I will eat crow. Okay. George is in tears. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Claire. That was so much fun. Okay. That was, that so was amazing. I loved okay. doing Stradio Lab. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.